0: Hello and welcome to another Future of Real Estate podcast. I'm Damien Wilde. It's been a while and hasn't a lot been happening. We're not post-COVID by any means, but its economic impact is diminishing. In its wake comes aggressive inflation and worse geopolitical risk, which is back on investment committee agendas to a degree that hasn't been seen for decades. In combination, these forces are forcing questions around social inequality at home and abroad. So it was no surprise that at MIPIM earlier this month ESG was a dominant topic. I sensed an urgency too as the debate switched from the E to the S. One of the ways in which the property industry has responded is through LandAid, the industry's own charity, focused on youth homelessness. Last year it gave over a million pounds in emergency funding to charities across the UK. It wants to do more, sadly it needs to do more. And to do so LandAid has a new chair of trustees. Neil Slater is Global Head of Real Assets at Aberdeen. He succeeds Rob Bald. To say that Rob was chair for three years underplays his influence. He's been on the Land Aid board for 12 years and his infectious enthusiasm has been instrumental in growing its impact and reach. I should declare an interest too. I've been involved with Land Aid for over a decade, sitting on the fundraising committee. More recently, I've become a trustee and chair of the fundraising committee. I wouldn't let that cloud my judgment in this interview, of course. The cause is too important for that, but I thought you should know. I caught up with Neil and Rob to talk about Land Aid's past and, more importantly, its future. I began by asking Rob what changes he'd seen over his long involvement with the charity. So, Rob, you've been involved with Landaid for for a long time. How does the organisation you're leaving differ from the one you joined?
1: So Damien, in terms of the one I joined um, and Land Aid, as you know, has been around since the mid 80s, spawned from the original um, Band Aid approach. And, and again, the charity itself has had many supporters all the way along and it is a great uh, group of people in, the, in terms of the real estate industry. But to your question, um, that absolutely was the case all the way through probably up until um, Mike Slade got involved and um, reconstructed the board at the end of the noughties. And in terms of what I'm seeing now, and again, it's probably parallel with the ESG uh, direction, is a greater involvement from the industry just to want to grow it further in terms of philanthropic philanthropic giving. And I suppose in the time from my chairman's point of view, I'd hoped, uh, not that I was aware of the momentum of ESG, I was aware of CSR, which was the sort of prior brand name of it. But I was hoping we could develop a social movement in terms of the industry coming together. And I think what I've witnessed, thanks to a huge amount of hard work by the executive team and the trustees, is that we're really at the makings of that social movement to do good. In this case, ending youth homelessness.
0: And it's gone from something, as you alluded to there, something much more volunteer led, something done off the edge of the desk, yeah, trading on goodwill into something that's much more professionally organised and and structured.
1: Absolutely. I mean, we have in excess of 200 supporters now. We have uh, a fully um, professionalised executive team. And again, as, as some of the trustees, and me being one of them, fortunate having led for the last three years, uh, taking over from this piece, but that professionalism that is um, inherent in land aid is really making the difference that we're seeing. And indeed, the strategy that I know Neil um, fully endorses and, and no doubt will be speaking about in terms of pushing it to the next stage.
0: Okay, thank you. And and Neil, you you already have a pretty big day job that I'm sure takes up roughly 110% of your time. So why, why did you agree to take this on as well?
2: Yeah, I mean, from my perspective, Damien, um, uh, I, mean, I, I saw this as a not only a worthwhile cause, not only um, you know something that I felt could make a difference, but in my role, you know, leading a business in the built environment, I just saw a real connection to. You know, when I met Rob and some of the other trustees, what Landed was doing, how it was doing it. And it just really resonated with me. And, and as I got into it and started speaking to the team, uh, you know, met obviously Paul, the CEO, etc., and started sending some people out in the industry, I thought, you, you know, this is really compelling. Um, we're an industry that does a lot, um, creates a lot. And um, this is a charity that brings the industry together and, and tries to Demonstrate the the industry can do good, um, and and make a difference, and that really resonates with me because I I I, I was wanting to, you get to these stages in your in your career where you, where you want to, um, for want of a better word, give something back as well, and, and think about how you do that, and there's various ways you can do that, and in a in a way I, I was lucky in that I've come across something that uh, I think is um is really worthwhile.
0: That that's quite a personal answer, and I could see you nodding as Rob said, talked about that journey from CSR to ESG to social movement. Does it does it also chime with um, organisational objectives as well? Is this a, is this a moment in time for the industry? So uh, absolutely,
2: and, and I think that's that's a really key point because yeah, I, I gave you a very personal answer there around around if you like the why for me, but linked to that was. Um, <clears throat> you want to come into something that you really believe is going to work for the broader industry, because at the end of the day, it's the industry charity. And when I look at the industry, I look at the broader um, ESG movement and how it's evolved over the last 10 years. We know there's been a huge, of course, focus on the environmental side, but it's the um, societal side, the community side that I think is really interesting. And think about the breadth of what the industry does in the built environment. You know, we build things, we operate things, we create jobs, we create communities. And when you look at what, uh, look at the charities that Land Aid helps, how it allocates the money and the impact that has, I think that resonates really nicely with what we as an industry are are not only about, but what we want to do, what we want to achieve from that broader ESG perspective. And I think that's why at this stage, it's really interesting.
0: It was really striking at um, at MIPIM earlier this month wasn't it um, Neil that uh, you know I I went there fully expecting you know ESG to be as present and visible as it was but I expected the focus to be on the E but I sent I sensed a switch not a replacement but a a growing emphasis on the S as well.
2: Definitely there really isn't
0: and the industry's
2: we're talking a lot on, on E and, and, you know, the next stage is now the real measurement and, and one of the issues we were talking about was, was does the industry really have a, uh, you know, we know, when we talk about core and core plus and value add and residential we know what we're talking about, but you don't necessarily, we're not quite there yet on the environmental side, but this next stage is, well, the societal element that, 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 that the industry um, needs to think about in terms of our place and our role within society, the impact that we have across the built environment within society. And it's very easy to focus on the environmental and the governance, but it's that middle element that I think the industry is really um, uh, kind of beginning to focus much more on. It. And importantly, um, our employees are beginning to focus much more on that as well. You know, what are we doing about it? Is it is an, is an organisation that, you know, Aberdeen or, or, or another another entity? Are we, how are we playing our role um, within the community and helping to create a better, um, a more cohesive society?
0: Thank you. And and Rob, I've I've sat with you on the, the fundraising committee for, for many years now, and I heard you were the first person and you coined the phrase, I think, you know, talking about land aid as a as a social movement. What what for you is different about land aid as a social as a social movement rather than the industry charity? And is it the same as the S of, of ESG or or do you see it as slightly different to that too?
1: And I, I see it as as different. And I think, as as Neil was saying, in terms of operationally, it's those levels of strata um, in in the operating environment. So from the graduates coming in to the senior partners at the end of their careers or changing careers, it's actually getting that whole body of elements. And and yes, I do think so. Show social movement. Plays into social impact, and we're really fortunate. um, And again, no doubt you'll be coming onto it in terms of the refreshing of the board with Neil and and the new joiners. But we're really fortunate, you know. David Partridge has joined us from um, Argent to you know lead on social impact which is, um, you know, how do you start to measure this? And it's fundamental. And, and again, so many meetings I was at, at MIPIN last week, people saying, yeah, we get social impact and we've got to do something and we want to do something. Boy, if ever there was a time for land aid to be the central uh, force, not seeking to make costs uh, or make fees out of this, just giving a set of rules of engagement in terms of measurement, this is it. And I know David and his team, uh, you know, with Neil's leadership is absolutely going to be able to deliver even though it's a bit of a black box in terms of, you know, going back to the original social impact measurement that Guy Battle put together with, uh, with, with his group. But as the industry charity, that plays to a core dynamic that we've got at the moment.
0: That's not easily done, though, Neil, is it measure, measuring the social impact?
2: No, it's not. And um, <clears throat> I remember when I initially spoke to Rob, he didn't say, uh, you, you know, coming into the role was going to be easy. Uh, but but uh, I think um, if you think about what Rob's just talked about there, very eloquently around the, the opportunity um, for that, social movement and and the and the creation and clarity around that let's say societal impact and um, I think what we need to get better at is demonstrating the value of that impact and demonstrating the change we can make and you're right we might not be able to easily um, record everything and and, and and have a clear measurement but we can make a start and and, and you know there's um, number of reports out there already that are that obviously look at this and I think, the next stage is then really demonstrating that, that that impact and showing the value of that impact in, in, in the different ways that you can measure that from a societal perspective. And, that's, and you know, we won't get it right all the time either. And, and I think, um, uh, but I think the really exciting part about this is, is the impact that we can make um, across the industry
0: yeah, and, uh, that must be as much of a consideration in in the day job as it is uh, in uh, in leading land aid as well. And I wonder about the the sort of the nature of the collaborative solution that that's required. It's going to be very difficult to do in isolation. but is it land aid that can be um, you know be the um the body that that brings people together to do so?
2: I, I mean, <clears throat> I, I so I've got a view as Rob, Rob's nodding uh, there as well. I think I think there's a great opportunity for London to play a role here. I I think if you think through I think what just happened a few weeks ago with this with you know with the sleep art, you know, and then thinking eight hundred people there. Um, you know, we've now got um you know the heads of of two of our regional boards in place and, and, and we've got representatives from different parts of the industry as well, which is really exciting. Um uh, and uh, uh, so there's a real opportunity here for a, what I would term a kind of network effect, if you like, for the industry, and that's the exciting part. It's not about being the the only option or the only avenue for the industry, but it's about being relevant, credible, impactful, and for the industry to know that land aid is here and that land aid can create an environment um, in which. Uh, you know, the industry can can kind of pull all its power into that and, and Landed can use that to create impact. And that's the, I think, the opportunity. I mean, I, Rob, you've, you know, from, 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 yeah,
1: no, I, I you agree. To... I mean, I think the, uh, I think Neil said it, but there's a lot of um, advisors out there at the moment and all doing a fine job in terms of what they do. Um, but it's actually moving to the next stage. And, and again, you're right, it's a highly subjective thing, measurement of social impact. But if there's a set of rules of engagement coming from a nonprofit uh, making organization that isn't seeking to charge you advisory fees all out of the world, surely that is a very good commercial uh, structure to be in. And of course, we're doing it for something. We're doing it for increased philanthropy. But if we get those 200 supporters to 400 supporters and we get more pro bono out of it, everyone's a winner. I, I think that's probably my the brokerage in me coming out. But I think it really can be that that
0: element. If it was the brokerage in you coming out, it was very good. <laughs> I should say. But uh, I'm mean, just talking about the the out, Half a million raised in a single night. That's that's not a bad last event, Rob. Uh, no, absolutely not.
1: Unfortunately, uh, Neil is encouraging me to help him going forward on other initiatives, which we're very excited about. So I'm not regarding it as my last event, but last event in the sense of of chair. But I and you know Neil will be working together and the trustees. I mean we and i know Damien, in your interview you declared an in, uh, your opening you declared an interest in terms of becoming chair of fundraising but i can't be more excited about the trustee board that we've got you know actually the process finding neil neil's willingness to actually you know commit his time uh, the representatives that we've got from other sectors the age i mean w- land aid is absolutely now set perfectly to deliver on its very ambitious three-year strategy.
0: And Neil, you've been you've been handed um, a very solid foundation, but I'm sure you'll you'll want to make some changes as well. There's a there's a new board of trustees in place. There's um, other committees are, are being refreshed. But where where do you want where do you want to see changes? So,
2: <clears throat> I think from my perspective, I mean, first and foremost with the new trustees coming on board. Um, obviously you are you know, you're coming into, you know, Gemma, uh, Catholicate, uh, joining, and then the regional boards. It's a great opportunity for us to take a step back, take stock and, and think about the brilliant work that obviously Rob uh, uh, and the other, uh, um, uh, you know, trustees, David, Alistair, Mike, et cetera, have, have done over many years. And think about the next stage in the journey. As Rob has said, there's a really professional team running land uh, very, very focused, very dedicated. You know, you only need to get in a room with, you know, with Paul for for ten minutes to hear to hear the passion and Alice, etc. So, what I would like to see is us thinking more broadly about about the industry, the built environment, and the, and the different stakeholders within that. I think we can we, we, we can we, we can touch even more people across there. You know, the the operators as well as the brokers and the and the investment managers. So there's, a, I think there's a breadth of opportunity. I would love to see the regional boards that. You know, Rob's done a, a fantastic job getting those up and, and and running with with the other trustees, and uh, I'd love to see them um, getting up and running as well, so that you know, for example, next year's sleepout, you know, has has an even bigger presence and and the regional side. Um, so, hence, um, for me, the next phase is about you know spending time with Paul and, the, and and the trustees and taking stock of where we are and thinking about the next stage in the momentum and, and 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 the breadth of of, of Landed. Um, but there's a really, I mean, even without any change, there's a fantastic set of, um, you know, a, a three year strategy that Rob referenced, things that Landed wants to achieve in terms of the number of beds, and you know, et cetera, that, uh, that we're going to provide. So there's a lot to be done even without making any change, which is which is also a great starting point.
0: And in terms of recruitment and recruiting people to committees through the apprenticeship programme, sorry, the ambassador program, which has been um, very effective and recently refreshed, Neil, there's still a bit of work to do there, as there is across the industry, isn't there, to ensure that it's a it's a di- it's a diverse representation of of society, not just of the the property industry. Is that a priority for you too?
2: Yeah, I mean, definitely. Uh, it's uh, it's been a priority for me in my professional role its a priority for the, for the industry. I mean, let's be honest, the industry is not the most diverse, uh, actually, uh, you know, when you look statistically compared to some other industries and that's, but that's a function of, 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 uh, of how the industry's worked and operated and, and, and partly where, uh, partly societal. And um, I think we have started really thinking um, about the broader positioning of land aid. I think um, with the trustee changes we've made as a start, and then um, there's now this opportunity for us to think more diverse in terms of diversity of thought, diversity of the stakeholders as well across the across the industry. So look, it's absolutely key. Um, but what's important for me is the that diversity of thought and diversity of representation across the industry. Uh, and uh, I'm absolutely convinced that you know, with the new trustees coming on board and the support of the you know retiring trustees and the continuing support of Rob that um, will continue to evolve landed in absolutely the right uh, the right direction
0: okay thank you and Rob one of the things where there has been progress but perhaps still further to go is around pro bono work there's been a greater emphasis and there is some very good work done, but uh, but I suspect it doesn't, um, you know, it, it's, it's not coursing through the veins of the property indus- industry yet. Do you think that that, that can and will change? Yeah, I, I, it's changing um,
1: and it's not coursing through, and that that's a, a good constructive challenge. But, you know, thanks to uh, the land aid exec team and support uh, of the pro bono um, group, led brilliantly by Hugo Llewellyn of Nucor um, and supported by uh, the CBRE Savills Uh, going forward. That gives us an administration um, to allow it to develop. And and again, you know, in terms of somebody was saying to me the other day, you know, Land Aid, it's great Um, and asking very similar questions to this, but they were asking me on uh, about you know, but can not I just give my money direct to an operating partner? And the answer is, of course you can. But actually, um, if you are part of the industry charity, the bits that we're good at is raising money and using professional services. Those are really, really key operating partners in terms of the charities that land aid support are really, really good at operating. So the work we've done with the YMCA on Land Aid House, um some basils up in birmingham you know uh, basically we are playing to our strengths because i'm always amazed when i speak to those brilliant operating partners depaul or new horizon how much i don't know about the challenge that is in front of us Um, so why don't we focus on the things we're really good at and to your pro bono point we can be really good at pro bono and capturing some of those days and it's moved hugely, Damien, from when people used to ring Land Aid up and say, can we go and paint a room somewhere with a, t- with a team or, or dig a garden? i got nothing against that because the intent was there. But the bills we used to get to put the work right just didn't really work. So go to your professional services. And we're thinking we can get a million pounds worth of pro bono per annum from the current you know two two to three hundred thousand that we've got at the moment but this is the next stage of the evolution um, and I think it's got huge potential.
0: Neil pro bono again is that something that you you want you want to see greater engagement with?
2: Uh, Definitely I I, I mean you know Rob's uh, uh, very eloquently covered it there I mean I, I think it's a fantastic opportunity in fact I was really surprised Coming in, obviously from the outside, uh, when I first met the um, the exec team um, and talked to the trustees to understand how much pro bono work's going on, and then you then recognise the opportunity. You, you know, it's uh, it's phenomenal. And again, I think that links to the broader um, positioning of what companies in the industry want to be doing you know, to try and help and to try and and to try and demonstrate and and uh, create impact. So I think this is going to be an area that um, you will absolutely hear more of you know um, from land aid absolutely continuing to raise money with all the great events we're doing um you know the sleep art and the uh, tour de to land aid and the 10k run etc but the pro bono element is is a uh, is going to be a source of growth for sure
0: if you can create the the platform and the opportunity and the measurement tools that's quite a powerful combination yeah yeah, I, yeah absolutely which segues into one of real estate's bigger challenges with which is its reputation particularly its reputation with um with government and uh, and i have i have to touch on that perhaps as a last point point. and um it it perhaps got worse rather than better in the pandemic but again thinking back to to MIPIM and that emphasis on leveling up where it did feel like there was a bit of meat being put on the bones and perhaps it's um you know there is more substance and simply a a slogan there again do you think that that agenda point and that shift in a in agenda Neil you talked about the regional boards is is that also an opportunity and something that somewhere where land aid can contribute
2: I think it really is I, I I think um If you if you dig into Land Aid and you look at the charities that Land Aid is helping, they're all across the UK and that is really exciting. And the um, the, this creates, I think, an opportunity for the industry. Yes, the industry has come with a reputation, uh, 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 you know, over a number of years. But actually, this is also an industry that does step up. This is an industry that takes its charitable responsibility seriously. Uh, and through land, this is a industry that I think has the um, opportunity to demonstrate more of the good stuff that that, that we do. Um, and you know, I mean, this is also an industry that um, builds and creates communities. You know, with the, with the product that we build, we impact humans, we impact how they live, how they work, how they learn. And so, actually, we can take this further, and, and, and I think really come together and show that uh, we take youth homelessness. Really seriously there's a lot of things we could focus on I think this is a great thing to focus on because it's it's a chance for the industry to really help people in a particular um, age group in a particular phase of their lives so it's really meaningful and impactful for how they will then evolve and develop into into later adulthood and yeah I think um, what well, you can probably tell I I'm, uh, I'm pretty passionate about it I think it's a, a, a and I think it's a great opportunity to engage more um, uh, across the uh, across the uh, uh, sorry across the country and the regional boards that you reference there, I'm really uh, hopeful that we can we can really create something special there and, and really show that we can take this across the country.
0: And Rob the language is important isn't it if I think back six seven eight years ago maybe when we were I think you and I spoke about trying to measure the philanthropic impact of the property industry but the philanthropy is very good but it does sound a little bit elective doesn't it whereas social movement sounds much more integrated and I think it is more meaningful I don't just mean it's present presentational but again is that would you say that's an important thing in in bringing all these strands together, improving the industry's reputation, improving its impact and improving involvement and engagement? Yeah, I mean, let's
1: let's face it. Um, And again, one of our trustees, as you know, is Melanie Leach, who has more knowledge about government interaction than I will ever know in terms of her background. But uh, we haven't had a great streak, Red. And and in terms of, you know, the fat cats of the industry, Uh, I'm really proud of what we did in the lockdown in terms of helping MHCLG in respect of uh, finding accommodation using those regional boards that Neil has referenced. And I just think it is good. Will we ever get away from the fact that we're a capital um, intensive and the minority may set some of the tone? Probably never. But will we actually have a charity that is a first point of call um, when the government is thinking about um, social movements, what we can do, how we can actually um, uh, mobilise uh, the people in the industry. that, that is, That's the goal that we should be aiming for. And I, I know it's the goal that the trustees want to deliver. Evangelical, yes, but what the hell? If you don't aim high, you never get
0: there. Perfect note to end on. <laughs> Neil, Rob, thank you. Thank you. As I say, I do have an interest here, but putting that to one side, this change seems to me to be significant. New leadership, new purpose and a very different climate, one where the S is becoming as important as the E of ESG. There's a lot riding on its success. Thanks for listening and do join me again next time.